Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. It is 2 o'clock on Valentine's Day. And I would encourage you to get to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store and grab one of those Nasset Beach Inn gift certificates before they run out. They're going fast. So here's a warning for you. Hop on to gracecurlyshow.com and get that. It's a $200 value. You're getting it for just $100. It's such a beautiful spot and it's a great Valentine's Day gift, especially if you drop the ball. Nobody has to know. It can be our little secret. Go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store before those run out. Now, um, Jared, I I am seeing this story here. It's picking up steam. House Intel chairman uh, announces serious national security threat. Sources say it is related to Russia. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner has made information concerning a serious national security threat available to all members of Congress to review, the committee said on Wednesday. This is from CNN. While Turner and the White House remained vague on what the threat entailed, two sources and a U.S. official tell CNN the threat is related to Russia. Multiple sources familiar with the intelligence characterized it as very sensitive. I think I saw that Mike Johnson, the speaker, said... There's no no reason to panic or something along those lines. No reason to cause alarm. Um, but we will let you know more as we find out. But Turner did announce a serious national security threat. I also, if we could, Jared, we haven't done this in a while. But I think today's a good day for it. I would like to do a little bit of journalism in the news. And now, news. Very fake news. I see a lot of excellent journalism being done. Give me the press. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, How can you ask a question when you don't know the press? He said that journalists make up stories and make up sources. As a journalist, I don't really like being the story here. Very fake news. (laughs) And many of your... Compatriots had to change the reporting and they had to apologize and they had to correct. This is a golden age of journalism in a lot of ways. Mr. Biden, <laughs> Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? News. We haven't done that in so long. I forgot how funny it is. I really do enjoy that sound cut. Um, all right, so yesterday there was a big story that CBS was laying off a lot of people and a lot of the people, you wouldn't really recognize their names, but one of them was Catherine Herridge, and she was formerly a Fox, and she's a real reporter. She's a real journalist. And so naturally, CNN was like, pink slip. You know, we, we can't have any of that here. You're journalizing. You're, you're, you're uh, reporting too close to the sun. We can't risk having real journalism in the fake but accurate world of CBS. And... Jonathan Turley, I I didn't know this. You see him a lot on Fox. He's their, you know, legal scholar. Um, He's a law professor at, I believe, George Washington University. And he's really good. He, He writes really good stuff. And I didn't realize he used to be on CBS. That was probably before I was very in tune with politics. So he comes from CBS. And he put on X this whole statement about Catherine Herridge. And I want to read this to you. 
He said CBS has just reportedly laid off Catherine Herridge, one of the finest journalists in the business. I came over to Fox from CBS the same week that Catherine went from Fox to CBS. So they did a little switcheroo. I have worked with her for years and hold no one in greater respect. Now, I really respect Jonathan Turley. And so I, I do trust his opinion on this. And I've seen it for myself. Harridge does do great work. Harridge brought balance to the reporting and is facing. Here's the, the key part of this. She's facing possible jailing over her refusal to disclose her sources. CBS should be standing with her and the journalistic values that she is fighting to protect. I still have many friends at CBS and I loved my two contracts as legal analysts with the network. This is terrible news for the network and a sign of the professional atrophy that is accelerating at various media organizations. Herridge was wonderfully old school in insisting on objectivity and balance in her reporting. The loss of viewers and revenue in various media outlets is due in part to the rejection of those values and the alienation of many in this country. It's really well said. And the reason that CBS is losing viewers, as Jonathan Turley's pointing out, is because nobody can trust their reporting anymore because they don't rely on enough people like Catherine Herridge. The things that she values, getting a real story, reporting real facts, that's not in vogue at CBS or CNN or MSNBC or NPR or PBS or any of these places. I bet you if Catherine Herridge had gone to CBS and had gone full, I hate Donald Trump. In full, you know, Russia hoax, Bob Mueller. And I know it was after the fact of this, but you get what I'm saying. If she had gone full cover for Joe Biden at all times and spin, spin, spin and attack Robert Herr, he's not a neurologist. What does he know? I bet she'd still have a job. But she didn't do that. And at the same time, CNN Communications puts out on X this statement. CNN's Natasha Bertrand has been promoted to correspondent while she will continue to cover national security and politics across CNN's platforms. Congratulations, Natasha. Now, you might go, why do I care about that, Grace? Well, I think it's relevant to this conversation about Catherine Herridge because Natasha Bertrand was a Russia hoaxer. Or, or what do we call those people? She was a, a, a parrot who was regurgitating the Russia hoax about Donald Trump. Chuck Ross wrote, news organizations have laid off hundreds of journalists, but CNN is... Oh, so I'm sorry. This is CNN, not CBS, which is important to note. But CNN is promoting the one who pushed the fake news about Hunter Biden's laptop and advanced the Russia collusion hoax for years. So at CNN, if you push the Russia collusion hoax, you get promoted. At CBS, if you report real news... And you refuse to disclose your sources, which is what journalists used to do. It used to be part of the deal. If you were going to give someone information off the record, they weren't going to rat you out. They weren't going to give your name to, to anybody. Then you'll probably get fired. And I think that that is the state of journalism in a nutshell. 844-500-4242. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about L.A. And also, before I go to break, Jared, one thing I want to mention. Today is the Super Bowl parade. The, the Chiefs have their celebration. And don't yell at me about this, okay? Because talk about journalism in the news. Inundated with news about this whole group of people 
I find a lot of them to be very unlikable. But the last one I saw was Mama Kelsey, who Joe Biden's very uh, interested in her chocolate chip cookie recipe. It was Mama Kelsey. It was a picture of her. She seems like a nice lady. Picture of her with these pilots on Southwest. And the story was, it was like a headline in the Daily Mail that the pilots announced to the plane. Hi, everybody. We have a very important parent on board. Made this big announcement about Donna Kelsey. Took pictures with her. Is it just me? Or when you get on a plane nowadays, if the pilots are coming on and telling you Donna Kelsey's on board, very important parent, I would be like, hey, 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 you focus on not having some Looney Tune open the door while we're taking off. And speaking of the door, make sure it stays on for the whole flight. Don't be worried about getting pictures with football players' mothers, okay? That shouldn't even be on your top 10 list of priorities. What's happening? They're, they're trying to get so cutesy on these on these planes. And they're always trying to go like uh, go viral. Just get the plane from point A to point B. Let's start there. And then start telling me about, oh, uh, you know, Danny Amendola's aunt is on the plane. You can do that. Do it once we land. But don't be telling me about, oh, so-and-so sitting in row three, seat C. I don't care. And maybe... Maybe this is part of the reason they're having so much trouble. They're getting too focused, Jared, on all this nonsense. Donna Kelsey's on this flight. We're, uh, folks, uh, we're at uh, 32,000 feet now. Donna's going to take the controls for a bit as we go over the Rockies. If you look out to your right, you'll see uh, the Hoover Dam. Donna, not that button. Honestly, she... Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't, I mean, Donna. Celebrity pilot for the day. Yeah. And you know what? If it was, if I had the choice of, okay, Donna's going to fly the plane or the door is going to come off, I'd probably say, Donna, give it a go. Like, she clearly probably has good instincts, just like her sons. They've got, you know, good uh, hand eye. I'm sure she'd be fine. 844-500-4242. But I keep seeing all this stuff. Like, I saw this before the Super Bowl, too. It said, oh, you know, there the flights from... Flights from Nashville to Vegas, 1989 flights. Stop trying to be funny and cute. Just to use another football expression from Bill Belichick, do your job. Your job is to fly the planes. And you guys mess that up. And I'm not making fun of the pilots here. Making fun of these airlines. You guys mess up everything. Every single day, Pete Buttigieg is telling me about some other disaster that I shouldn't worry about because it happens all the time. Let's focus on that. I'm just going to say this. I don't know how Taylor Swift is getting to the parade, but I'm assuming it's not flying commercial, and she's probably not on the team plane. She's not going, Jared. She's not. No, she's on a private plane to Australia. She's got a concert there. Oh. You know what we should I'm say? I'm sorry. I thought it was true love. <laughs> you, My bad. You know what we should say to these airlines? It's uh, the quote from Miracle. You focus on your game. There's plenty there to keep you busy. That, that That's what I want to say to them. It's like, you just focus on getting people there, Okay. I'll worry about the Donna Kelsey sightings. Leave that to the Daily Mail. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls on this Valentine's Day. And also, don't forget to go to gracecurlyshow.com. Click on store to get your gift certificate to the Nosset Beach Inn. A beautiful spot. And Jared, a really good spot for Valentine's Day. It's a yeah, good gift. You've been there romantic, with your wife. Very tranquil, very romantic, very cozy. Here are Dave Henchy talking about it in the last hour. Yesterday, during the snowstorm, I guess it was phenomenal. To be there. Yeah, and, like uh, pink just, skies yeah. and everything, yeah. And uh, be nice and cozy. So go to gracecurlyshow.com, 
get it. You get a $200 certificate for $100, $100 to stay for the night at the Nasa Beach Inn. You cannot beat that. And $100 to look like you really went above and beyond and you really thought about it. You know, even if you're just hearing about it now and you're going, well, I didn't think about it. I just heard it now and it's a good idea. The person you're buying it for doesn't have to know that. You could you could say to them, I've been thinking about this for months and I finally decided to do it. So go to GraceCurlyShow.com. Recently, a Grace Curly Show listener, Candace, called into the show to tell us how much she loved her thunderstorms. Her furnace was serviced and afterwards the smell of oil was lingering in her home. So she turned on the thunderstorms and she watched the magic happen. Her husband was a non-believer. Okay, he was not sure that these things even worked. And then after it got rid of the lingering oil smell, he finally had to admit to Candace, you're right. These things are awesome. And the great thing is right now with the three pack, you can get three. So you can either give one to a friend, use one in your basement, use one in your kitchen, can even use one in your car. That's one of the great parts about the thunderstorm. It's not a flowery plug-in. It's not going to try to cover up smell with more smell. It's going to get rid of the smell. That's what this technology does. It clears the air. It purifies the air. So what I want you to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. Check out the three-pack special. It's the perfect size. It doesn't take up any floor space, and it comes in handy. Just ask Candace. With the three-pack special, you can use one in your kitchen, your office, or even your car. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE3. That's EdenPureDeals.com deals.com use code grace and the number three we'll be right back you're listening to the grace curly show this is the grace curly show Valentine's Day to all the lovebirds out there. Fun fact, that was actually my parents' wedding song. It's their first dance. Um, we were just talking about Donna Kelsey, and I want to say one other thing. Because, Jared, first of all, I didn't know you could do such a good pilot voice. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate that up in the flight deck. There's so many talents that you have that we find out during the show. But the other thing is, they, I guess, and I'll let you do it, Jared, they, they said we have a very important parent on board. So do that for us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the flight deck here is your captain speaking. We uh, have a very important parent on board. Now, if I'm sitting on board a plane, you know what I'd say to those pilots? Why don't you operate like we're all very important parents? How about that? How about you get us there? You pretend that this flight is full of 400 Donna Kelsey's on board. Don't, I don't, when we're on a plane, we're all important. I consider myself just as important as the person next to me. You got a plane full of VIPs. Sir. On early passenger in seat 15D. Uh, Asterisk, can we get on that, please? Thank you. <laughs> Eject this crazy woman, this crazy conservative woman. Um, all right, so we are going to talk uh, a little bit about the impeachment proceedings. And also, uh, I want to play some flashbacks of Mallorca's. But, Jared, before we do that, let's do the poll question here. Today's poll, I'm tempted to do it in a pilot voice. Today's poll question is brought to you by J.J. Manning Auctioneers, whether residential, commercial, or land. 
J.J. Manning can get your property sold now. To learn more on how to get your property sold quickly and contingency-free, contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com. With over 16,000 sales and satisfied clients, you can be the next one. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is which congestion pricing benefit is the biggest load of BS. It will increase public transit use. It will decrease pollution. The money raised will benefit the communities or it will decrease traffic. All right, I got to read you a quote here from Mayor Michelle Wu. Now, anyone who's been listening to the show, you know I'm not a huge fan of Mayor Wu. Actually, it doesn't seem like anyone. I, I run into Democrats who aren't a fan of Mayor Wu either. But this was a spokesperson for Mayor Wu said... When asked about her stance on the congestion pricing that Tanya Fernandez-Anderson is suggesting, we hear from residents throughout the city that traffic can be an unbearable stress on a daily basis, and the data is undeniable that the public health impacts of pollution from traffic disproportionately affect underserved communities. Now, I just want to read half that sentence, okay? We hear from residents throughout the city that traffic can be an unbearable stress on a daily basis. So your solution for those people who are dealing with the unbearable stress of traffic is to charge them money to sit in it. That's really what we're saying. It's like, hey, guys, I know you're so stressed out about the traffic. And it's bumper to bumper. I was talking to Emma about it today because I don't go into the city a lot anymore. But she's still young. You know, she still has that. She still has that life in her eyes. And she said it's nuts. It's always bumper to bumper. The traffic, it never ends. And so if you're dealing with the stress of bumper-to-bumper traffic and you don't think you can take it anymore, I've got good news. Now it's going to be more expensive for you to sit in traffic on your way to work. Now as you go into work, you're going to have to pay more to be stuck behind someone. And I know that everybody knows this, but traffic is, there's nothing more infuriating. It's the worst. And it's partially because nobody knows how to drive, myself included, probably, but then they really think that, first of all, it's not going to decrease the traffic. People are still going to drive into the city because most people have to. Most of the people aren't doing it for fun. (laughs) They're not doing it because like, oh, I I really like the view. And they can't rely on public transportation because it stinks. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Her son works in the city and she said he doesn't have his license. And she said, sometimes you drop him off at the train. Sometimes he has to be in by nine o'clock. We'll drop him off at like eight for the train. He won't get in until 930. It's unreliable. And as far as the pollution goes, I mean, that's going to fix it. That's going to fix it. Just start charging people and that's going to save the planet. More money. That's, that's the solution. So out of all of those, Jared, I'm going to say the biggest lie is that they're going to use that money for the community. If community means illegal aliens who are coming in, then I guess it could go from false to true. But as it stands now, that's the biggest whopper. Yeah, 56% of the audience agrees that the benefit of the communities is the biggest BS. 16% for it will decrease traffic, 14% each for it will increase public transit use, and it will decrease pollution. 
All right. And and by the way, I mentioned this earlier, but the overflow shelter at Old Cambridge Courthouse receives $173,000 in renovations. That does include illegal aliens, homeless families and pregnant women. Um, We are going to discuss what's happening in Los Angeles. Wait until you hear about this story. A private school in L.A. is forced to close after students have been exposed to drug users, nudity and intrusions by the homeless from a nearby hotel. That's from the New York Post. We'll talk about that when we come back. Go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store to get your Nossip Beach Inn gift certificates now. You're free to move out the cabin. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. There was a time where I was driving into the city a lot more than I am now. I was, Jared, I used to, in the words of Miley Cyrus, I used to be young. Okay, I used to was be Was it when fun. you lived in the city? I lived <laughs> in the city. The and I have really fond memories of it, except for trying to find parking at night. Once you get a driveway, and people don't get it. If you've never not had a driveway, you don't understand. But if you've not had a driveway... Oh, my God. I used to drive around South Boston. And then eventually I would call my parents who live in a suburb close by. And I would say, I'm just going to drive home tonight because I can't find parking. So I moved out of my house so I wouldn't be, as Howie was saying, a loser in my parents' basement. And then I would end up driving home because I couldn't find parking like a big old loser. But somebody who now spends more time driving into the city, who knows more about these things, is Emma Foley. She's not a Boston girl at heart, she's a Philly girl, but I was talking about the congestion. Tanya Fernandez-Anderson, Boston City Council counselor, thinks that we should have congestion pricing and that it will reduce pollution and then more people will be encouraged to take public transit and it will reduce traffic because people will go, oh, I don't want to pay that. So I'll, I'll, you know, take the tea. Emma, you actually have a, another reason why you think congestion is so high right now with traffic. Yes. So at the end of the summer, they had all these initiatives where they were adding bus and bike lanes, especially on uh, Summer Street, which connects Seaport and Southie. And so that's where a lot of uh, trucks and other like freight hauling vehicles will travel. And now they really only have one lane there. So if they keep keep squishing all the cars, they're just creating more congestion, thereby making more money. And and you know what? I, I, I will say this about bike lanes. And Emma, I don't know if you know this, but you've just walked into a really dangerous territory here. I would say the the cyclists are an outspoken community. They do not like being attacked, which is what you're doing. And also what I'll say is they're on par with like the dog people, the people who are obsessed with beagles or whatever breed of dog, pit bull people. They will call in and they will rip you to shreds. But I will say this in your defense. When you have a bike lane and somebody's in the lane, okay, and you're driving next to them, you're inherently going to go slower than you probably should because I don't trust that that person isn't going to topple over into traffic. You know, I don't know this person's level of skill when it comes to riding a bike. Or when the the bus or bike lane is also the turning lane and five cars need to turn, but they have to wait for the bus or bike to move. 
Do you think people, Emma, if they find out that they're going to be charged, there's going to be a fee, there's going to be a tax, a congestion fee to drive into the city, do you think people will say, you know what, maybe I'll take my bike or maybe I'll take the T or maybe I'll work from home? I think they'll take the back roads and then there will be no tolls paid and more congestion in the smaller neighborhoods. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. You hate to see it. Well, We'll keep everyone posted. I don't think it's going anywhere, hopefully. But uh, Tanya Fernandez-Anderson thinks this is a great idea. Thank you, Emma Foley. We appreciate it. Uh, 844-500-4242. Another story that I wanted to discuss today is what happened in L.A. There was an L.A. private school that was forced to close after students were exposed to drug use, nudity, and intrusions by homeless from a nearby hotel. Now, I want to read you a little bit about this. This is from Fox News. It says a private school in L.A. serving the city's black and Latino youth has been forced to close its doors over public safety concerns stemming from the homeless crisis, a lawsuit alleges. Now, I I want to point that out because... This is reminding me of the Melnia Cass situation where you have an agency or a school or, you know, some sort of rec center that is meant to serve the black and Latino youth. And because of these Democrat policies, it is unable to do that. And so it says Academy of Media Arts founder Dana Hammond filed suit over the school's closure claiming there was a breach of contract with the building where the school was located. So he goes on Fox and Friends first, and he's talking about what happened and what this school had to deal with because of what's going on in L.A. Can I have cut seven, please, Jared? That the city continues to uh, house 400, over 400 of some of the highest needs uh, uh individuals, homeless individuals uh, that's suffering from, you know, drug illness and drug addiction. My mom suffered from drug uh, uh, illness, which is why I started this work in terms of preparing students for the future of work. And it's just been intruders after intruders after intruders, indecent exposure. Yeah, Hammond decided to close the school, which was located in the L.A. Grand Hotel in January. He claims he found crack pipes and drugs on the property, as well as human feces, which ultimately led to him led him to the decision to shut down the school. Can I also have cut eight, please, Jared? But they also have to deal with uh, individuals who are who are nude in the back, uh, doing doing drugs in the back. Uh, it's just on and on uh, smoking marijuana in the front of our school. And if, if we ask them to move, you know, that it, it becomes quickly escalated in a fight with one of our security guards. And it's just has been a disaster yeah. that we've lost enrollment. And then on January 10th, we had an intruder on high on LSD into our Ugh. classrooms, uh, into our, our campus. And it's just, it's just someone's going to die. Yeah. And I have to get our students out of here. Yeah, and it's so sad because you can hear in this guy's voice, this is very, very important to him. This is this is a person who is trying to do good and, and trying to do right by this community and trying to help. And this is what I always come back to with a lot of these policies that are implemented by Democrats. There's nothing humane about this. Remember how much heat Donald Trump got when he talked about law and order? We were told that was racist. We were told that that was a dog whistle. We were told that that was, you know, the signs of a dictator to talk about law and order. But this is what happens when you don't have law and order. It's not helping the black and Latino youth who are going to this school to learn. And 
you know, to improve their lives. It's it's not helpful. There's nothing humane or kind about this. And it doesn't mean that this guy, Dana Hammond, as he pointed out, doesn't mean that he's not a caring person or that he doesn't that he's not empathetic for people who have these issues. But if you don't have some sort of structure, if you don't have if you're not locking people up when they commit crimes or if you're not at least getting people some sort of help, then you're incentivizing this kind of behavior and there's no end in sight to it. And it's always, unfortunately, these underserved communities that are the ones who suffer first and suffer the most. Um, and it's really sad. And as Seth Rogen once said, I guess this is just the, the price of living in a big city. Remember Seth Rogen told us that about L.A.? There was some guy who said, you know, my car has been broken into, all my stuff's been stolen. And Seth Rogen dismissed him with a very condescending, hey, this is just, he said, it's called living in a big city. Well, I guess this is what living in a big city is too. And you know what Dana should do? He should try to reach out to Gavin Newsom and don't tell him the truth because Gavin Newsom will have no interest in this. He actually, he prefers things to run this way like feces on the ground, syringes, et cetera, et cetera. But what you could do is if you call up Gavin Newsom, here's my tip of the day. Call up Gavin Newsom and say, Mr. Governor, I just want to let you know I have it on good authority that Xi Jinping is going to come to L.A. and do a walkthrough. Is there any way we could roll out the red carpet for him or just name some dictator, some, you know, authoritarian leader and tell Gavin Newsom they're coming to visit? Then he might bring out a cleanup crew. He might really try to get things in working order for you. But if you just tell him, hey, listen, the black and Latino youth aren't going to be able to use this school. I don't think that's really going to do it for him. Um, Ryan, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? I was just a comment about that congestion tax where you got a lot of construction going on in Boston and projects that you want. And a lot of the people that are coming in to do the jobs don't live in town. So they're already paying a parking fee. Now they're going to pay congestion fee. Now they're paying raised fuel price fees. And if you haven't been at a red light and had three people on a bicycle in a bike lane next to you. Yep. It's a really good point, Ryan, and my husband does that. He drives into the city um, and pays, you know, pays to park. And if you said to him, hey, listen, now you're going to have to pay an extra whatever it's going to be just to drive there. It's you price people out and then people. And by the way, it's not just about the people who are going to be working in the city. It's about the restaurants, the coffee shops that have already taken such a massive hit because of COVID, because these same experts who are now going, we really need to decrease the pollution. You know, if we if we just if we just charge you more, that's going to save the planet. And then they start tweeting Taylor Swift lyrics because she's doing such a bang up job saving the planet. But. This is the same experts who shut everything down during COVID and killed those businesses. Now those businesses are barely hanging on for dear life. They're gasping for air. And what do our brilliant leaders like Tanya Fernandez Anderson do? They push them deeper into the water and go, I don't think so. You think you're surviving? No, 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 no. We're going to make things a lot worse. It's totally the meme of the, the drowning hand reaching up from the water. And somebody just giving it a high five. Yeah. That's exactly what 
the city is doing. We incentivize everyone from everywhere, Chinese nationals, the cartels, smugglers. We incentivize um, everyone from all over the world to cross our border to come into this country. But at the same time, God forbid we'd want to incentivize people to go into cities and spend money and help businesses and go to work there. We wouldn't want these cities to be thriving again. I shudder to think. 844-500-4242. When we come back, we're going to talk to Howie Carr. I think I actually have a pretty big update for people when it comes to a story that Howie's been following for quite some time. Uh, By the way, Jared, before we go to break, though, I should play. If you hear anyone say to you about the Mallorca's impeachment, that it's not going to pass through the Senate, which I don't think it will. Um, but if you hear anyone saying anything about how it's not constitutional or, you know, they're, the Republicans aren't they're not relying on any facts here, because I'm already seeing that being spun by the media like, oh, you know, it's not really based off of constitute. Everyone's getting on their high horses now. They're all legal scholars. Suddenly, all you have to tell them is. He told us the border was secure when it was not. Can I have cut one? This is a flashback make a very important point, and that is that the border is secure. The United States Border Patrol secures the border on behalf of the American people. That's what we do, and we are doing it. That was March 16th, 2021. Can I have, can I have 2022? This is cut two. Look. Um, the border, the border is secure. The border That was July 2022. Can I have November 2022? This is cut three. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. That is false. Remember what they used to say about Trump? Impeach 45. That was the big expression. Impeach my orcas. That's all you need to know. The articles they're citing are willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breach of the public trust. Do you trust somebody who lied to you that many times and often under oath? Do you trust that man? Then that's a breach of the public trust. And did he comply with the law? Well, look at the border. Look at the numbers. 7,000% increase in Chinese nationals since 2021. Does that sound like someone who's been complying or enforcing the law at all? I think you all know the answer to that. We will be right back. We'll talk to Howie on the other side. But first, I wanted to let you know that if you go to gracecurleyshow.com right now, you can get a gift certificate for the Nasibi Gin. This is such a beautiful spot. You can get it. It's worth $200. You're getting it for just $100. Message to not just the men, not just the husbands or the boyfriends, but to the wives and the girlfriends out there, this is a really great Valentine's Day gift. Go to gracecurlyshow.com, click on store. And Jared, this is one of the most peaceful, tranquil spots. It's a really great place to go with your family, but it's also a very romantic spot to have a getaway as you know from personal experience. Yeah, it was great. Uh, my wife and I went down there. We loved the coziness of the rooms with the, the fireplace in every room and the gigantic picture windows so you could see out. Uh, we love sitting outside by the fire pit and watching the sunrise while drinking our coffee. It, it's tranquil. It's a great little getaway. And if you heard Dave Henchy, uh from the Nasa Beach Inn in the last hour, it is, it's like a getaway that's not far away or... I'm paraphrasing what he said there, but it's close. And you really do feel like you are in just a completely different place. 
The beach is fantastic, especially in the winter on the Cape, because you can enjoy the beach. You can walk along the beach. You don't have to worry about the crowds. They're pet friendly. So if you want to bring your dog, you can bring your dog. You can walk along the beach. It's just the perfect place to go. And you can go to NossetBeachInn.com to reserve your room. That's NossetBeachInn.com. You can also go there and check it out, see the rooms, see what they offer. They have tons of amenities. They have tons of things to do. And then you can go to GraceCurleyShow.com and grab that gift certificate. These go really quickly, and we're already running out, but you still have time. Go to GraceCurleyShow.com and snag one of these gift certificates before they're gone. We'll be right back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. The car crossover on this Valentine's Day is brought to you by ReadyWise. With inflation, food, and energy costs rising, families are feeling the financial pinch as they struggle to make ends meet. But preparation is key, and our friends at ReadyWise have emergency food kits that will provide peace of mind. So go to ReadyWise.com and use code HOWIE20 at checkout to save 20% on your order. Now, Howie Car often reports on the news regarding Odyssey, or as he likes to call it, Entercon. He not only talks about it on his show, but he's also written about it in his book, Paperboy, at length. And now, Howie, this has taken a new turn, and it's something that I think my listeners would be very interested in. Give us an update on Odyssey. George Soros is uh, spending $400 million to buy the world's worst radio company out of bankruptcy. Do you think he's overpaying? uh, I think he's uh, considering that the uh, the overall value, 240 radio stations, is about $1,000 per radio station <laughs> in the market cap. Yeah, I would say he's overpaying a little bit. The The number they're going around with is $400 million, but he's buying $400 million worth of debt. So I, I don't know what that probably works out to, you know, 40 bucks. Yeah, and they're saying all, it's just altogether. they're saying it's just the latest media investment for him. So this is something that 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 Soros has been doing for a while. This is an Air America for the uh for the 21st century, you know. I mean, I think it's the you know, the, I mean the, they've never had a successful radio station anytime. They've never launched a show, let alone a radio station. And so uh, so now you have George Soros who wants to in, impose Radio Moscow, circa 1953, <laughs> as the as the format on all the radio stations. What could possibly go wrong, Grace? That hasn't already gone wrong. <laughs> Sounds like it's, a recipe for success. He's going is, to save Entercom. It is not enough to succeed, as uh, Gore Vidal noted. Others must fail. Now, this Howie, is a, this is a good good day for me. Can I ask you? I ask you this every year. It's become kind of a tradition here at the Grace Curley Show to tell us the story of when you were at school, I think this was in Palm Beach, during Lent, what you would say to your classmate who would get a nice, was it like a salami sandwich? No, it, was, it could be any day, because in those days, any day was uh, any Friday. You couldn't eat meat on Friday, so they would just be buying stuff. and you know. They, so I'd, I'd wait uh, till, they, till they bit into their sandwich, their salami sandwich or their ham sandwich, and I'd go, PJ. 
<laughs> it's Friday. You know, if you swallow that, you're going to hell. The stakes are high back then. Like you, very high, very I mean, high. Hell. One that one Friday in 1964, Grace, you would go to hell if you had a, a bite of pepperoni pizza on a Friday. Hell for all eternity, all time. The next Friday, it was okay. <laughs> How times have changed, uh, Howie. By the way, are you giving anything up for Lent? Uh, yes, I, I'm. Uh, I, I'm giving up uh, diet, Dr. Pepper. Oh, he's such a brave soul. He's such a giver. Howie Carr, thank you very much, sir. He's coming up next. He's got a great show planned. You're not going to want to go anywhere. This is not the last you're going to hear about Odyssey, how he's going to be talking about it in his show. We'll be back tomorrow.